contention no more struggle no more challenges no more battle because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle and God said after today you shall rest from your battle the battle of your marriage the battle of your business the battle of your finances the battle of your sickness the battle of your shame the battle of your disgrace the battle of your setback the battle of the pains you don't want to forget God said you will rest from your battle And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, head pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. Bibles with me as I do the final part of my message. Rebuild to take over. Genesis chapter 35, from verse number 1. Then God said to Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel and dwell there, and make an altar there to God, who appeared to you when you fled from the face of Esau, your brother. And Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, Put away the foreign gods that are among you. Purify yourselves and change your garments. Then let us arise and go up to Bethel. And I will make an altar there to God, who answered me in the day of my distress, and has been with me in the way which I have gone. So they gave Jacob all the foreign gods which were in their hands, and the earrings which were in their ears. And Jacob hid them under the turban tree which was by Shechem. And they journeyed, and the terror of God was upon the cities, that were all around them, and they did not pursue the sons of Jacob. So Jacob came to lose that his battle, which is in the land of Canaan, and he and all the people who were with him. And he built an altar there and called a place a battle, because God appeared to him when he fled from the face of his brother, from his brother. Eight. Now Deborah, Rebekah's nurse, died, and she was buried below battle under the terrible tree. So the name of it was called Alam Bakov. Then God appeared to Jacob again when he came from Padaram. And blessed him. And God said to him, your name is Jacob. Your name shall not be called Jacob anymore. But Israel shall be your name. So he called his name Israel. Also God said to him, I am almighty God. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall proceed from you. And kings shall come from your body. The land which I gave Abraham and Isaac I give to you. And to your descendant after you I give this land. Then God went up from him in the place where he talked with him. So Jacob set up a pillar in the place where he talked with him a pillar of stone, and he poured a drink offering on it, and he poured oil on it. And Jacob called the name of the place where God spoke with him, Bethel. Amen. When we say we are rebuilding to take over, the word rebuild is to build again after it has been damaged or destroyed. So there is the need for us to go back and reconstruct our life again, so that whatever God has for us, we can be able to receive it. One of the first foundations of our life is to go back to our first love. To rekindle our prayer life again and to rekindle our relationship with God. Because without that relationship, we cannot be what God wants us to be. Because the, the source of man is the spirit of God in us. So if our spirit being is not alive, then everything around us cannot work. We will become too heavy to the things of this world that we will not be able to assess it. It's very critical that we remind ourselves consistently of where we came from. And each and every one of us know that we did not come from Pluto or Mars or Jupiter, but we came from God because that is our source. And if we came from God, then we need to have a constant relationship with him. The only way we can do it is to consistently rework on our spirit man and regenerate our relationship with him. Because the more you keep contact with heaven, the better you understand the world around you. Can I hear an amen? If you fail... To keep contact with heaven. What happens is that at the end of the day, you mess up yourself. 
Because you cannot understand this world you are in. No matter how you try to understand it. Because it's a mystery. But when you understand God and God understands you, the world which you and I are in will better relate to the world and will understand the world. So the first starting point of our life to rebuild is for us to reconstruct our spiritual life again. By coming before the Lord again and reconsecrating ourselves in prayer, in worship, in sacrifice, in fasting. It is critical. Anytime God wants to visit his people, he will ask them to consecrate themselves. He will ask them to separate themselves through fasting and through prayer. Anytime you do that, you will rebuild yourself up again. That's why Jesus, in the book of Luke chapter 3, before he came to be baptized, the Bible says that when he was going to be baptized, he was praying. And whilst he was praying, the heavens opened. After that, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. When he received the anointing, he didn't just take off. He went back to his source. He went into the wilderness led by the Spirit. And he fasted. And he prayed for 40 solid days. He waited on the Lord patiently. And he built his spiritual man before he stepped out to do work. The challenge we have is that we always want to go ahead to do things without first preparing. You can never become effective if you don't prepare. It has been realized that if you fail to even warm your muscles before you take off in athletics, you, get, you pull a muscle. In the same vein, if you don't warm your muscles up and you enter into the field, that is why players do a warm-up. It's just to heat up the muscles and to stretch it so that when they enter in there, because in the game they stretch more and do so many things. But if you don't do it, you pull a muscle on there because the muscle you have not stretched, you cannot stretch in the time of the game to be able to get it. It doesn't work. It's an error. In the same vein, if your spirit man is not equipped, you cannot face anything in life. Can I hear an amen? So please, there is a need for us to rebuild our spiritual person. Because human beings relate in three dimensions. We relate in the area of our spirit, our soul, and our body. In our body, it's a container that carries us. But even in that place, we need to rebuild because Bible says that little exercise profits. What it simply means is that God gave us this body to be able to relate to the physical earth. But this body needs strength. Say strength. So if you fail to exercise, eat your diet well, have good rest, and build your muscles so that you can become strong to walk on this earth. No matter how anointed you are, no matter how knowledgeable you are, your container cannot carry you. And when your container cannot carry you, you fall off. I don't know whether you have seen a car which is not strong enough to carry its container. It creates a problem on the way. Maybe you've seen logs falling off and killing people. The problem is that the truck that is carrying the log itself needs roadworthy. Are you understanding me? Because the hooks that is supposed to hook it to keep it in shape is not there. Because the body is not strong enough to carry the whole thing. On the car, there is an axle. The axle tells you of the weight load of the car. If you give the car more of the load, its equilibrium goes off balance. So, you realize that the little care the car, the car will turn, the weight will turn off the whole car. Because if your body is not in place, it cannot carry you. So, there is a need for us to build our body. So to rebuild, to take over again is for you to rebuild yourself. Don't only look at yourself and say, when I was in school, I was doing PE, which is physical exercise. But at this stage, I'm not doing anything again. 
The little pains, the little stress, the little things you go through. Sometimes you are not able to sleep and sometimes you work a little, you are tired and all those. It's a result of the fact that you are not taking care of your physical body. You need to rebuild it again. You need to go back to exercise. You need to go back to the gym. You need to go back to do some work. You need to go back to do some unpressing. You need to do certain things to exercise, to build yourself, to become sharp and become smart. Because it is important. That is why even Jesus in his days, they do a lot of work that they sit on donkeys. And they drink a lot of water. Amen. And especially in this hour now that we are not enjoying anything green. It's important for you and I to take it serious to build ourselves. So many strange sickness and disease as a result of the fact that we eat but we don't detoxify. It takes exercise. The sweat that comes out goes through out of your pores and releases and rejuvenates yourself. Fasting is one of it. Fasting is a cleanser. It has been proven by medical science that it even helps to cleanse you and it's one of the fastest ways to cure even diseases. So it is important for you to understand the importance of certain exercise. Not only spiritual. So medical science is not even trying to recommend fast for people by certain kinds of diseases. Quite apart from you staying on, what do you call it, fruits and other things and all that. So it's important drinking more water. The second part of man to rebuild is your soul. Our soul is the center of our intellect and emotions and reasoning power. No matter how the size of your body is, how big it is, if you don't develop your mind, you become useless. That is why Proverbs tells us to be wise and to study. You can only get that from building your mind. How do you build your mind? You read. You research. You, 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 you look out for things, both on the net, to become current and be abreast with issues of this, this world. Because your ignorance can kill you. Amen. It is important for you to know. But when you are informed, it saves you. Bible says, you know, said, for lack of knowledge, my people perish. There are most of us who are in Ghana, but we don't know anything that happens, is happening around us. Let alone to know things that is happening around us in the West African sub-region. And then take it from the West African sub-region to Africa. And then take it to Africa to the world. We don't know. And it is sometimes very sad that even people that are supposed to know don't even know because we are not current. But you see, sometimes we interpret things by without understanding. If you lack knowledge, you can sit here and interpret my attitude wrongly. But if you understand pastoral protocol, you will know why I will tell you why you do this and why you not do it. But the question is that how many of us even read to understand these things? If you don't build your intellect, your information base, you expose your ignorance. And one of the things that kills a nation faster and kills a people faster is their ignorance about how things are done. And if you come to Africa and you come to West Africa and you come to our world, the challenge we are facing is that the average black man or the average African doesn't read. The average 
European can read books. Even within a week, can read about 10 or 15 books. They are consistently feeding themselves with knowledge and information. That is why they are ahead of us. Because they are well informed. It was said jokingly that if you want to enslave a black person, put all his information in a book. And if you want me to challenge you, can I ask you a simple question? How many books have you read even this month? I don't want us to go in there. But we come day in and day out on radio, on TV, whether we are presenters or we are panelists or whatever it is, and we are speaking to issues. And sometimes you sit back and you see people's ignorance at the highest level. Yet they are informing the public. Because we are not building ourselves. In the medical field, you can be given a license to practice after you have written your exams. But it is required of you that you attend seminars and courses and everything to upgrade yourself consistent. If you don't do that, they will retrieve the license from you. So it is not automatic that because you are a doctor forever, you are a doctor so you don't learn. Your seminars and your paper presentations and everything is part of you still maintaining your medical certificates. The same thing in the area of law. The same thing if you are a professor. You have to be able to do a lot of publishes in journals, magazines, all over the world to keep yourself Hello, give me a wave. So we need to rebuild by building our capacity of reading, of learning, of researching. I am a pastor, but I take interest in international affairs. I don't only read my Bible to understand my Bible, but I also interact with my world. I don't believe in Facebook post of somebody eating banku or fufu or whatever. I believe in serious engagements to inform me because I need to feed myself to be relevant by my thinking. The question I want to ask you is that how well are you engaging your mind? As somebody, how well are you engaging your mind? So it's important for you to learn to engage your mind. Some of you are working. Any work you are doing, you need to consistently improve yourself in that area. It's not only about wasting your time and binding things. If you are not educated and well informed in your area of field, somebody who is well informed will take over that place. The only thing Africa knows is to do you juju. And not to read. Because consistent, the world is changing. And things are being updated daily. Hello. The next area you need to rebuild is your spirit man. It's your spirit man. And that comes through prayer. That comes through fasting. That comes through reading the Bible. That comes through reading other Christian literatures. And that comes through listening to effective gospel messages. 
and gospel songs to inspire yourself and to build yourself. It is very important. When you are able to do these three things, you are in a better shape to confront your word. Because physically you are strong. Mentally, you are up to the tax. You are well informed. And then spiritually, you are also grounded. So, you can face your word when it comes to intellectual discourse or debate. You speak intelligently. Well informed. Are you there with me? When it comes to you maintaining and living younger and growing older and gracefully and being able to do things, you are there because you are exercising well, you are eating well, you are drinking a lot of water, you are abstaining from all kinds of smoking and drinking and all that. You see, when they ask you don't drink too, it's not because somebody ate you and they want you to drink. It, it has its own implications. When you don't manage it, you hurt yourself and you destroy yourself. And one thing most of us don't understand is that study the pattern of the human anatomy which is the makeup of the human body. What you consuming consistently builds up in your body a nutrient and a reserve over a time, over a period. And it comes to either help you or destroy you at your old age. So if you build in a lot of calciums, like some of you at a certain age when you are, you are hitting the age of 40 years consistently, don't joke with your folic acid. Hello? Or your multivitamins, very good multivitamins. Because you exert a lot of energy and around that time your energy build up is not as strong as when you are young. 18 to 25 to 30 years, you are strong. You will realize that that's why you see people when they get to certain age, when they are hitting their 50s, 50, 51 to 55, then they say, my knee is paining me. Because you don't have a lot of calcium or iron. Because you did not build it up. So there is a need for you to take care of your vitamins, your calciums, your iron. You can either get them from snail or from crabs or from whatever. But sometimes, you know now, so many things are artificial. But to get this supplement to boost up it. It is very, very important. Because if you don't have good calcium, you see some people, their hair will be... When they are combing, then the thing is removing. It is not witchcraft. It's a deficiency of a calcium. So it's important. You walk small, you are tired, you feel dizzy and all those things. Your iron is not in place. You don't have strength. So it's, it's important for you to know some of those things. I am not a medical practitioner. But I'm informing you. I'm a pastor. You can survive any sickness and live longer if you know how to take care of yourself. Consistent alcohol, the composition of the alcohol depending upon the level, you'll be fine. No problem. But 
if you want to understand it, take fresh meat and put it on and pour alcohol and see how it's going to react. So what it means is that if you, as you are drinking, and some of us, the habit that you even drink, you don't exercise, you don't do anything. When you finish, you then you level it up. And then where you are sitting, no, you are gone. You are gradually cooking your kidneys. And at a certain period, your kidney cannot sustain your body again. So you now need kidney transplant. You need whatever it is and this kind of sickness, dialysis here and there. Hello, give me a So as long as you are enjoying good life, you have to know that the good life has its own consequences. So be wise. That is why Bible says that do not drink in dissipation. But the question is that what is the level of your moderation? Hello, give me a wave. I leave that to you to judge. So tell the person, rebuild. There are certain values, if you don't rebuild it, my brothers and sisters, you have a challenge. And it is nobody's fault. You will be behind in life. Because if you don't understand even how finance or money works, you will think every money should be spent. One day I'll get there, I'll, I'll come and teach on that. It's very important. We are poor in Africa not because only we have witchcrafts, more witchcraft, but because we don't know planning. We believe in chance than we believe in planning. Yeah, the Bible says that the righteous will leave an inheritance for his children's children. But the question is, what are we doing? So tell the person you need to rebuild. I've given you the deflation and everything to take over is to be able to be in place. And then I gave you seven points. Am I right? First of all, you have to take note that God will always speak to our situations, especially when we don't know what to do. God comes to Jacob and he tells Jacob, then God said to you, arise, go up to Bethel and dwell there. The word then talks about precision, like something has happened and within the time, something is going to take place. Said then, before now, in the verse 34, Jacob is in a challenge because his daughter has been raped and his sons have gone to kill the people that did that. And so there was confusion in the land and they were looking for the life of Jacob to kill and the life of his children to be killed by the indigents of the land. Now Jacob is confused because that is the place he has now found as his home and the people are dwelling with him in peace. Now he has stirred up violence through his sons and through the act of his children. What will he do now under this circumstance? He is confused. He doesn't know what to do. But because he said God and have connection with the Lord, the Lord spoke in the situation and God said to him, Arise, go up to battle. God will always have a solution or give you an, a way of escape even when the situation becomes difficult. So I want to encourage you that if you are working with God, know that God will always speak to our situations, especially when we don't know what to do. Jacob did not know what to do at this time, but God spoke to him. 
Anytime you got to a point and you don't know what to do, just go back to God. He will speak. He will not keep quiet. He will speak. And when he's speaking to you, he will speak to you through circumstances. He will speak through you through his direct word, which is the word of God. He will speak to you through your inner man, which is your spirit man. He will speak to you through the message as you are in church, as I'm preaching. He will speak to you through a friend. He will speak through through a counsel that somebody is going to give you. He will speak to you. He will never keep quiet. God will speak to you. He will never allow his children to be swallowed in any challenge or situation they find themselves in. When they call upon him, he will speak. When you don't know what to do, know where to go. And God is always the answer. The second thing you can find here in this story is that God specifically addresses our situation by name because he knows us. He didn't say, arise and go. It is a general statement, but it was specific. Then God said to Jacob, arise, go up to Bethel. He was so specific to the person he was addressing. God knows your address. God knows your problem. Don't think your words are hidden from the Lord or whatever. No, God knows it. So when he comes to you and you are in a challenge, you can be 20 sitting down, he can address you. He can address you. He doesn't need to be confused, to be looking for who is there. You hear a person and your blessing is transferred to somebody. Listen, if God meant this blessing for you, your name is on it. Nobody can take it from you unless you are not in line to hear God. He knows your name. There is no way he can forget you. He says, Jacob, specifically, arise. Specifically, John, arise. City, arise. Kwame, arise. Kojo, arise. He is not ambiguous. He doesn't come and say, nay, 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 nay. Hold on, Amen. Oh, si, 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 nanako, tata, bombo, bongo te, bongo te, ye, mami, ye, pape, ye, bombo, fire! It's on you. Oh, no, 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 no. God is not a raffle person. Echi, achi, achi. Amen. Tuntumbedi koko. God doesn't work that way. If you are millions and you are sitting down, he knows you. So he has never made a mistake to address your pastor to the wrong door. When he was coming to the man by the pool of Bethesda, the Bible said there were multitude who were blind, who were lame, who were sick, who were paralyzed. In the book of John chapter 5, when he came, he went straight to the man. The Bible said that he knew that the man has been in the situation for 35 years. But what about the rest who were there? He didn't come for all of them. He came for a specific person. Tell somebody, God knows you by name. Oh, tell the person, God knows you by name. Don't confuse yourself. God is a specific God. Thank you very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Legon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at 
www.icgcestegon.com or email to yawatempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435. You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service. And Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you. My Lord with you, I know.